Multiple Myeloma Hub Podcasts, brought to you by Scientific Education Support. Hello and welcome to the Multiple Myeloma Hub Podcast. Today we'll be hearing from Roberto Mina from the University of Turin in Italy and Andrej Jakubowiak from the University of Chicago in the US. Hello, um, I'm here with Dr. Roberto Mina uh, and my name is Andrzej Jakubowiak and we will discuss uh, today um, uh, pros and cons of using bispecific antibodies in uh, treatment of uh, multiple myeloma. Uh, maybe brief uh, introduction. Uh, I'm Andrzej Jakubowiak. I am a professor of medicine and director of myeloma program at the University of Chicago. And Roberto, can you introduce Thank you, yourself? Professor. Thank you, Professor Jakubowiak. My name is Roberto Mina. I'm a hematologist and assistant professor at the University of Torino, Italy. And we are both involved and have been presenting um, um, respectively um, uh, abstracts at recent meetings, including at ASCO 2022, um, in uh, which um, array of reports and updates um, uh, of using bispecific antibodies in the refractory myeloma uh, was included. I uh, may uh, start that um, I was a, a, a presenter um, of uh, an update from phase one uh, Majestic uh, trial with Elranatamab, um, uh, by specific antibody uh, being developed by, by Pfizer and uh, Roberto. Yeah, I will. I discussed the uh, during the ASCO meeting. I presented a positive discussion because there's a lot of data out there, lots of trials that have been presented at the meeting on bispecific antibodies, and the field is becoming pretty uh, crowded. Uh, as a matter of fact, Ranatamab is one of the bispecific antibodies targeting BCMA that Dr. Jakubovic presented, and he may um, give us an insight on the results presented. But there are also other uh, bispecific antibodies targeting the same agent, such as BCMA, or alternative uh, a, uh, targets, such as uh, talketamab or sevostamab targeting GPRC5B or FCRH5. And uh, I, I believe there are a lot of um, the data are promising. I wouldn't probably say pros and cons, but maybe more promises and challenges uh, for the, the use of bispecific. Uh, antibodies. We have seen results that uh, there have not probably never been reported with a single agent drug, uh, except for CAR T. Those results, in terms of responses, particularly are pretty close to those reported with CAR T. But we know also that the, the management of these patients, in terms of safety and also logistics, can be a, an issue, and we have to learn how to how to manage it. So maybe, Dr. Jackie Walker, you want to briefly summarize the results from uh, the magnetism one study. Yeah, uh, and which was also presented at um, um, ASCO, a positive discussion. Uh, and, and maybe I will introduce a brief comment, uh, which we probably owe you at the beginning. I'm sure you all know uh, what bispecifics are. So these are uh, uh, treatments uh, which have been uh, recently developed with broad spectrum of immunotherapy of multimyeloma in which off the shelf, so uh, ready to use uh, when patient is ready to be treated, um, uh, constructs, um, which sometimes are called bites, although there is a little bit of a difference, or T-cell engagers, 
capability to engage with uh, target uh, for the most part um, uh, the target was bcma like for most car t's but as Roberto mentioned, another target uh, uh, in uh, advanced development is GPRC5T. And at the same time, engagement of T cells um, through CD3. So the main advantage of this approach, um, uh, before we go into some of the details of efficacy, is that it is off the shelf, as we say, it's readily available uh, to be used. Um, uh, and, uh, and maybe another uh, theme, when we talk about uh, uh, maybe major features and distinguishing them from uh, CAR-Ts, which came earlier um, uh, in development, uh, is um, uh, slightly lower or definitely lower rates of toxicities, um, which are typically associated with immunotherapies, uh, CRS, uh, cytokine release syndrome um, and other toxicities are uh, observed in, uh, by specific treatments, but they are less commonly um, uh, occurring um, and with uh, lower grades um, and then with, with CAR-T therapies. Uh, that um, hopefully sets the stage and I'll just uh, briefly summarize uh, main uh, findings from uh, Majestic um, um, uh, trial. I presented Majestic 1, but there was also at oral session Majestic 3, both um, uh, showing results of treatment with um, L-ranatamab, um, and in both studies uh, showing very comparable um, toxicities, efficacy, uh, which was ranging uh, in 60 to 64 percent between those two studies, uh, high rates of complete responses, 35, and high rates of VGPR approaching um, high 50s. Um, in addition, um, the study which I uh, presented uh, included uh, 13 patients previously treated with BCMA-targeting therapies like um, ADCs and CAR-Ts or both, and showed uh, uh, remarkably, I think, and is one of the major findings from these meetings, um, um, very comparable response rates to um, BCMA naive as far as treatment uh, patients, and uh, maybe slightly lower, but uh, not statistically differently, uh, considering the, the size of the sample was small, but we can make this uh, statement. I hope, Roberto, you would agree. And, I would add um, that um, these results on a smaller sample size uh, correlated with what was presented also at uh, post discussion for teclistimab. And you can take over, Roberto. Yeah, sure. So I think that the the data that have been presented at the ASCO are about bispecific antibodies open up a, a wide number of considerations. The first is, as you mentioned, there is a high efficacy. Uh, with two-thirds of patients responding, one-third of patients achieving a complete remission in a very heavily pretreated population, something that beyond CAR-T we're not used to. Uh, and so this is a great point, uh, promising, very promising efficacy. Uh, the second point is, uh, as we now have different anti-BCMA targeting strategies, one question is, how can we use them? Are they alternative strategies? Can we sequence them? And, and the, what you have pointed out is extremely important. So we have seen with bispecific antibodies activity, even in patients that were treated previously with an anti-BCMA, ADC, or CAR-T. And this 
um, somehow allows us to think about a retreatment uh, or a sequencing treatment. And this is particularly important also because uh, we also have alternative targets, as I mentioned before. So uh, we don't want to waste drugs, but we don't want to also use a drug that is that may be suboptimal. But the results in previously BCMA exposed agent for uh, eranatumab, for teclistimab, and for taketimab, so using a different uh, antigen, uh, are very, very similar. And the activity seems to be pretty close to, um, to the one observing patient without the prior exposure to BCMA. So this allows us to think that we can use these, um, these different strategies targeting the same antigen um, in, a, in a sequence rather than in an alternative uh, way. I, I, so in, in terms of efficacy, I believe that um, there's no doubt that this agent will fill the, uh, the gap and, and a med medical need of patients with triple class or pentaclass refractory and potentially also changing the landscape in, in early alliance. Um, we also have some, I wouldn't say cons, but probably rather um, some challenges to address because uh, as you mentioned, the safety profile is significantly uh, improved as compared to CAR T cells. The rate of CRS is still pretty high, ranging uh, in the range of 70, 75% of patients, but the grades are mostly grade one or grade two um, without significant number of grade three events or grade four. And also the neurotoxicity seems uh, much, uh, much inferior and infrequent as compared to CAR T cells still. We need patients need to be hospitalized for the step up doses. Um, although there are attempts to, uh, in order to um, to administer these drugs is in, a, in an outpatient setting. But so this is a, an issue that we need to address somehow uh, because of course hospitalization may, particularly in some countries where there's not a huge availability of, of beds in, in the hospital, may represent a barrier for patients uh, to, to receive this, these drugs. I believe that the data you presented about the uh, in the magnetism study with the step-up doses and the priming with the premedication with steroids are important uh, to mitigate, as you as you showed, the risk of, of CRS. And um, so, I, I I believe that there are these challenges that can we can address uh, in order to deliver this kind of drug that are uh, seems very very potent. What do you think about this? I, I completely agree, and we are giving you away some of the highlights of what we have learned from by specific antibodies. Um, and those highlights you've heard were um, efficacy in 60 to 70 percent range, uh, complete responses in 30 to 40 percent range, uh, already advanced development of um, uh, multiple um, uh, BCMA targeting um, uh, by specifics. In addition to ranatamab and teclistimab, there are three or four lead other um, uh, candidates in this space targeting BCMA and other uh, targets. And off the shelf, as I mentioned, uh, lower rates of CRS. So these, these are uh, pros. Uh, and clearly, if you would not have CAR T's um, uh, looking amazing compared to what we had had in our uh, armamentarium tool for relapse and refractory myeloma. Um, I, I think if I would take um, uh, the subject of our meeting uh, and to start maybe putting my commentary on pros and cons of um, biospecifics, uh, we've, you've heard uh, pros, you've heard a little bit of cons uh, that indeed there is a need for 
admission initially for um, uh, first priming doses uh, for the most part uh, for most of those constructs. Uh, but then uh, this um, goes away uh, as uh, patients uh, fairly quickly are moving to outpatient and for the most part either weekly or every two week uh, treatment, which uh, in subsequent um, uh, treatments is uh, for the most part very well tolerated with very limited uh, risk of uh, development and other um, uh, uh, CRS toxicities. I want to mention in Talquetamab, the specific uh, other than CRS toxicities related to um, uh, targeting the, the, the mucosa um, and mucositis and dry mouth and uh, some uh, issues related to that. But, but for, for the most part, um, uh, they are uh, better tolerated than CAR-T. So these are the, the prongs. Um, if, if I would say cons um, uh, from my end uh, compared to CAR-Ts, and we have to say that we are um, uh, going into adventure here because there is no direct comparison. So we're just uh, comparing the results of studies in uh, similar patient pop uh, population, but not identical. Uh, but still, um, if one would look in, uh, at, for example, efficacy of, to of top CAR-Ts targeting BCMA, uh, and now also GPRC5D as presented at the ZASCO, uh, they reach uh, close to 100% response rate and uh, even over 80% of complete responses. Um, and that, that, that is definitely um, uh, con for um, uh, BCMA uh, and um, other targeted um, uh, biospecifics. Um, but I would add maybe a, a my own, uh, uh, to some extent, maybe considered controversial comment uh, that uh, uh, in CAR-Ts, we are a little bit uh, uh, differently reporting efficacy as um, uh, for CAR-T therapy to get to treatment. Uh, the patient needs to have um, uh, cells procured, um, uh, collected in leukophoresis um, uh, procedure. And for most CAR-T constructs, uh, relatively long four to six uh, week period of time of production of CAR-Ts and patients who do not make to the treatment are not included in those analysis. So we would include them on intent to treat from the moment when patients are consented into the treatment. Uh, maybe those efficacy differences would be not as um, um, uh, pronounced as we can see them. So uh, that one efficacy superiority of CAR-Ts may not be as uh, apparent. We have clearly um, uh, more data on CAR-Ts in terms of longevity of response, uh, which now uh, for some of the constructs um, is uh, after two year follow-up much more mature. And we have, for example, for Silta cell, more than 50% of patients still um, uh, progression-free at two years. Uh, for uh, by specific, we have very promising looking, um, but uh, probably not yet mature enough to really determine where this will end up. But maybe closer to one year, uh, what it appears to be uh, progressive survival. So it's a little bit um, uh, also on this end, uh, efficacy uh, inferiority. But again, it is um, uh, on different type of presentation of the data, so may not necessarily be um, as uh, different as it appears to be. So uh, in my opinion, there is a lot of uh, um, pros, and I think I would add to pros also the fact that we have 
more data for bispecifics and both by eranatamab and teclistimab, then they are effective in sequence after previous DBCMA um, uh, targeted uh, therapy with CAR-Ts or um, uh, bispecifics or ADCs or both, um, or even two agents at the same time. Uh, so that's my take on pros and cons. Um, uh, Roberto, can you um, um, uh, challenge me or um, uh, make your own comment? No, I agree with you. And I think an important point is that uh, the results with CAR-Ts, particularly with Siltacil, are clearly higher for patients who can get the CAR-T. The question, as you mentioned, and I agree with you, is can you get the CAR-T? Uh, so to me now, bispecific antibodies place themselves kind of in between ADCs and, and CAR-Ts. Probably as compared to CAR-Ts, they uh, give up a little bit of efficacy. Uh, we certainly have higher CR rates with Siltacel, for example, and probably longer um, PFS, but there are a lot of challenges with CAR-T, particularly in heavily pretreated patients. Uh, manufacturing time, um, patient with a rapidly progressing disease and may be prevented from actually get the, uh, get the treatment um, while with bispecifics are off the shelf. And um, still probably the efficacy is a little bit lower, but uh, it's an off the shelf product. And also patient rapidly progressive or with a high risk uh, disease can be treated in a timely manner. And um, so the, and this is just with a single agent drug. I, I think they can probably uh, also um, be uh, boosted with some other drugs. We have had, be, we saw some uh, presentations all at ASCO and also at HEHA uh, with a combination of teclizumab and telketumab with daratumumab, potentially harnessing the efficacy of uh, both by specific antibodies by then regulating um, BNT regulatory cells. Uh, and we, we saw brilliant responses, although on a number of, of a bunch of patients. So still, it's early to actually say if this uh, it will be translated into a clinical benefit. But still, there is a potential for combination with this uh, uh, with bispecific antibodies with currently established standard of care. One thing that I would point out as a potential challenge is the um, is a risk of infection which we have seen with CAR-Ts and we'll probably see also with bispecific antibodies, um, particularly when, uh, as they, have, they are administered until progression. And this is something that we need to carefully monitor and look for. But I, I think they are a good platform also for combination and to be moved in, uh, in early lines as the, uh, some clinical trials are doing. So I agree with you. I think there's a lot to know, a lot to explore, but I think the premises are very, very good. And I would like to echo and very much agree with your two maybe points of your comment, uh, which I was about to make as well. Uh, indeed, one of the pros on um, my specific is that it's probably going to be easier to uh, figure out uh, combinations, um, uh, and they are already showing promising results. Uh, randomized study, which um, evaluates uh, teclistamab with daratumumab very promising looking combination with uh, response rate, probably exceeding 80% and higher CR rate. So um, appears to be uh, better than a single agent is in um, uh, um, phase three evaluation and that will um, generate uh, very important results. Um, and it, it would be um, uh, worth stressing again, what you just said that uh, um, by specific NCAR-Ts have been 
associated with increased risk of uh, certain uh, infections, including those which we uh, worry most, uh, including um, for PJP or uh, other um, uh, infections related to viruses, including uh, maybe a um, uh, very uh, higher uh, high risk of um, uh, di more difficult uh, management of um, viral infection, including COVID, uh, with uh, some deaths reported in some studies and, and higher than, than expected numbers. So these, these are the challenges for both, uh, I think. Uh, but I, I think that um, uh, I, I would uh, stress that uh, efficacy of bispecific while seemingly inferior to CAR T, um, is uh, looking promising, particular combinations, um, and and we may have uh, more room to um, evaluating those of uh, uh, those combinations uh, as we move forward. Uh, so I, I think that there is um, uh, a lot of promise uh, related to this treatment. On a con side, um, as I have um, uh, managed uh, a lot of patients treated with CAR T, including those with uh, Silta cell. Uh, it is so um, good uh, feeling for the patient, but also for the doctor to have a patient who had received one-time treatment um, and uh, after maybe a little bit uh, higher uh, rate uh, of um, uh, toxicities is uh, discharged home and for the next two, three uh, plus years uh, is without treatment and living normal life with normal accounts without any evidence of disease. Um, it was by specific, we would likely need to maybe for a uh, fixed period of time, but have a more extended treatment. So it is more of a traditional type of therapy of multiple myeloma. Uh, do you agree, Roberto? Absolutely. I, um, our experience with CAR T is at one shot and then uh, following the patient just for follow-up visits is something that we have never uh, experience in myeloma and patients are uh, enjoying it very much. Um, also, one thing I, I, I believe is that now bispecific antibodies are used as an until progression treatment. Uh, maybe there will be some room to explore their use as they're using other diseases as a fixed duration therapy in order to maximize their efficacy and use uh, in, in the best way the immune system uh, while not using them into progression, also minimizing risk of infection and using, potentially using MRD to drive the, um, uh, their use. This is just a speculation, of course, but I think it's something that may be worth exploring in, in, in the future. And I'm sure it will be advised not only by what we think is the right uh, duration of treatment, and you made a good point that uh, not only to limit toxicities, and infection, but also to limit exhaustion of immune system to give the time for its recovery after we stop it. But there is a good possibility that we will be guided uh, for the duration of treatment by depths of response, including MRD negativity. These are the, the challenges which we need to um, uh, take and uh, resolve, uh, but I'm sure they will be um, uh, giving us answers in uh, upcoming meetings. I think we you may, uh, if you don't mind, Roberto, try to wrap up. Um, it's by no means enough time to cover everything what we can uh, discuss about uh, pros and cons of uh, bispecifics and multiple myeloma. I, I, I would put you maybe on the spot and we'll ask you, uh, you have a patient who is relapse refractory 
you have already approved or on trial available both um, by specific targeting BCMA and, and CAR T. Um, um, uh, what 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 would you pick uh, first? I well, I would use a CAR T first, uh, also because I think that collecting cells potentially after a bispecific uh, might not be the best thing to do, especially if this is done sequentially. But in terms of efficacy, if the patient is fit enough to receive a CAR T cell, I would use CAR T cell and I will use uh, bispecific uh, at relapse. Uh, but I also believe that probably the majority of myeloma patients uh, being a disease of the elderly might actually be a candidate for bispecifics and maybe not for CAR T cells. So I think that uh, overall, the message is that we have a lot of agents. We just need to learn who is the best patient for what. And, uh, and it's great to have such a, um, such a possibility of choice. What is your thought about, uh, about your question? Similarly, and to this until recently, until we got uh, the first two CAR-Ts approved and available, um, we were limited with these choices by eligibility criteria. And most of these um, uh, clinical trials excluded uh, previous VCMA-targeted uh, therapies. And uh, we have been prioritizing CAR-Ts and still um, uh, prefer for the reasons which you just um, uh, said, uh, CAR-Ts. And I would add to that, that we have less data on treatment with BCMA-targeted CAR-Ts after BCMA. In fact, we have almost no data at this point. On the other hand, uh, by specifics and generators, we discussed um, some data that they can be efficacious. So in a way, we have also data-supported um, uh, reasoning for um, uh, prioritizing CAR-Ts ahead of uh, by specifics, um, as we know that by specific may be efficacious after CAR T uh, relapses, uh, that makes me even more inclined to go there. But there will be patient preferences. There will be patient who is maybe more frail on uh, higher risk of toxicities with uh, CAR Ts, which are, uh, as we said, um, uh, more likely to generate um, a higher grade of toxicities during the uh, initial admission than by specifics. So these will be eventually choices, but well, my prediction is that in real life, uh, we probably will see um, more use of bispecific than CAR-Ts for a variety of reasons, including it will be probably available to all, all oncologists, whether, whether uh, CAR-Ts uh, may be uh, mostly used in specialized centers. Do you agree? I totally agree. I totally agree. I, I think- in the, well, in the community setting, this will make a difference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's exciting time, if I may wrap up from my end, uh, to um, uh, discuss bispecifics in the context of other therapies. Uh, I think that uh, we didn't say the last word about them. I think the important things that they both, those CAR-Ts and bispecifics are moving to earlier lines of therapy, and there will be a lot of amazing data as we anticipate that it might be more efficacious there. So uh, a lot of things to follow, and we're happy to uh, share what we know so far uh, at, at this meeting. Uh, I really very much enjoy talking to you, Roberto. Uh, any thoughts from your end to close? I cannot but agree with you and what everything has been said so far. Uh, the last word is not said, and I think there's a lot of to improve, but still a lot of potential. I really enjoyed this discussion on bispecifics and Curtis, and thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Multiple Myeloma Hub podcast. We would also like to thank our supporters, Pfizer, 
Abvi, Bristol Myers Squibb, Genentech, Roche, Amgen, and Takeda. Multiple Myeloma Hub Podcasts, brought to you by Scientific Education Support.